Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 289. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, everybody. Phil Dassing. What's going on? James Babb. Hello. And Kelly Diamond. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Nice yeah. to be here. Yeah, I'm psyched that uh, we can finally have you on. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, fun times. I think, like, number one, uh, on uh, the topics of the week is is probably uh, the protest. You know, um, it, it seems like a lot of libertarians are like kind of divided on the protest. I'm hearing, um, I'm seeing a lot of people actually going out and participating and uh, seeing it as a positive positive thing. But then I'm seeing like uh, some conservatarians saying <laughs> stuff like, "Oh, the protest, uh, you know, nothing good is ever going to come out of it." it's negative and then they say uh you know bad things about uh george floyd you know when you say conservatarian you're you're talking about what like fake libertarians or what what is this yeah i mean it's to me i mean it's not very libertarian so i I don't want to call it libertarian so i'd rather just call it conservatarian yeah right well i I don't don't know i mean i mean i guess you could argue what else should we call it yeah, no, I just, I just wanted clarification. Like Nazi, <laughs> Nazi-tarian? No. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to be that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I can understand, you know, it would be libertarian, I guess, to criticize the protest in the, if you believe that it's counterproductive or something, but yeah, you do see a lot of, you do see a few people, I mean, I wouldn't call them, yeah, I'd call them just conservatives, but you know, they're very pro cop, very bootlicking, very, you know, and maybe not even overtly, maybe it's just them sort of criticizing, um, you know, the people that are out there, you know, sort of um, lumping in all the rioters with the protesters, lumping in, you know, just doing all these sorts of generalizations to yeah, sort of. That's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. Because, well, everybody puts their collectivist spin on everything. That's True, all they yeah. know. Right. So, uh, yeah, protesters are different than looters. Yeah. Does, does that need to be said? You know, it actually does because people can't figure that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's Interest- how they go. Yeah, ahead. Yeah, interestingly, it's the it's the cops plus are, are sort of aligned with Antifa to, to sort of uh, create mayhem and, ben- you know, and benefit from it. So I just think it's interesting to see who Antifa's friends are these days. Um, you know, it's like the cops bring out pallets of bricks and Antifa throws them. You know, this is this is the public private partnership, you know, that, that they're supposedly uh, fighting against. But there you go. Have they figured out who's bringing these bricks out? Because, yeah, we've seen mm-hmm. we've seen video of like piles of bricks that have just magically appeared and on nice little pallets. And no, there's nothing definitive that been shown, like people dropping pallets. I don't know. I think it's almost like a self, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy at this point where it started once. So then other people are like, oh, shit, let, let me just go ahead and drive down a pallet of bricks to the protest and take a picture of it. And be like, oh, my God, these are popping up everywhere. Right. You know, I, I think it's that type of thing going on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's not that hard. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it just see, it just seems like it's a, it's almost like a, a, a reputation battle. You know, it's like police are trying to preserve their reputation as being necessary, right? And in my circles, it's hard to find that. Like, I, I, I don't associate with people very much who are that way. So when I, when I see people saying that on like general threads, it's, it's kind of shocking because I forget it. Most people still think police are necessary, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, so, but then, but the, you know, the, the police are vying for their place, right? They're trying to remain necessary and they're not trying to become irrelevant. And so they're, they're fighting for that. Antifa is still trying to find their place and saying, well, you know, we don't think, you know, we, we don't, we don't believe in, you know, in fascism and we want to take down the establishment kind of, I need an establishment to execute my agenda, but not this one, you know, and then you have, you know, and then I feel like they're all drowning out the message that's behind BLM, which is, you know, having to do with, you know, the, the systemic problems. And even, even if I were to say, you know, even if I, if I believe that, you know, uh, that police brutality is a, is a universal issue, which I do. I think that the movement itself has potential to elicit change. You know, I think they speak, you know, they, they speak the language of the state because they speak in terms of populism. So the language of the state is populism, right? Not pluralism, but populism. And so they're going to, so the state is inclined to listen during an election year, which is kind of, you know, my cynical side saying it's an election year, bring out all your shit, you know, lift up the rock and let all the critters run out and, you know, and then show us how you can corral all the shit back under the rock, you know, in November. But it is, it is that like, it, it, I feel like it's just a lot of reputations vying for, you know, vying for validity. So when you start besmirching the victims of, of police brutality, you know, I mean, that one of my biggest beefs is that is that it's like, I don't care who it was and what their their history was. The actual incident itself was not self-defense. It was some minor infraction, some victimless shit. And if we're going to trot out the sordid, you know, uh, reputations of everyone, then why can't we enumerate the history of all the complaints against the cop that was involved, right? I mean, the only reason why we know about George, George Floyd's history is because it's all documented. It's all on, it's all public record. But why is it that I have to find, you have to file a FOIA to get, you know, the, the public records of the cop that was, that was involved in that, you know? And it's like, Excellent question. if we're going to go apples to apples, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't pay for George Floyd. <laughs> I pay for the cop, you know, in terms of taxes. So okay. I'm, I mean, I'm more vested in who's, who the cop is than who George Floyd was. So I don't know. I, I think I'm hoping that all of this brings to the surface the issue of police brutality and accountability and, and all of those things along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally agree with all those uh, sentiments. Excellent analysis. <clears throat> yeah, uh, 100%. So it, you said on, on Facebook, you uh, most of your friends are like libertarians, right? You're saying you, you don't hang out with a lot of statists? If they are, if they are, they're skeptics, right? I mean, they, they vote. Some of some of my friends vote, and you know, but they're, but I mean, if I they don't, they certainly don't balk at the things I say. I get like I get like side messages that say, "Hey, you're you're my one friend who I can say this to," and you know, and they'll they'll send me some "fuck the police" meme or something, you know, but like right. you know, or like they'll they'll say, "Hey, what's this all about?" And it's like no, I'm not I'm not a big on the conspiracy theories, but I've heard them, and they you know, whereas like it's totally shocking to them, you know, in their circles. So I don't know. I feel like there is some influence and I do, you know, I do have 
statists on my, on my friends, but they see what I write and they're like, well, I appreciate your honesty. And I, you're, you know, I do get a lot of what, you know, from what you're saying, I, it does make me think and reconsider. And so, but none of the people I have on my friends list are like, you know, I'm, I'm super pro Trump and I'm super pro Biden. And I'm, you know, it's none of that. So it's not like that. They don't tow the typical line, I guess. Yeah. I've actually, I've got some super pro Trump friends. And I've got some super pro Biden friends. I, I, you know, I don't think even super pro Biden really exists. It's just, just kind of the super anti Trump people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, no, there's a, there's a small but dedicated group of kid sniffers that are really behind him. Okay? <laughs> Nambla. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not like he has no support base. Oh man. I don't know. Like it, it is, it is pretty crazy though. How like, you've got these candidates that are just like so bad, just like right on their own. And then everybody, then so many people are just like, no, but we got to have this one. You know, this I love that. I think <laughs> it's, I, it just, every four years, it's just like, I couldn't believe, I can't believe we stooped that low last time. And now, now this, Oh my God. <laughs> like every time it's like, Oh my God. Like I remember George W. Bush and going, I can't believe the president is that retarded. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a steady decline, uh, you know. Really, has, say every, right? re every regime makes you nostalgic for the last one. Yeah, so, uh, right. Oh God. <laughs> whatever you think is is off the is off the hook today, just wait. Yeah, there'll be a time coming up in like six to eight years when they're like, "Gosh, remember how good Trump is or Trump was?" God, just like they do with Bush right now. Wow, that'd be crazy. Like, you're fucking idiot. Oh well, yeah. Why? Have you seen I mean, the we stuff never with thought Bush it lately? Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like people just and forget just that this guy out. was responsible for like the worst, one of the worst wars in, in in U.S. history. Yeah, he just came out and said something uh, about like the whole incident, you know, with you know George Floyd, and people are like, "Oh my God, when was like having some on the White House?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like, no, apparently you don't. Apparently you <laughs> fucking don't remember. Jesus fucking Christ. That's called strategery. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Well a lot of yeah. people miss a lot of people misunderestimated him. <laughs> that was another word he used to use. Anyway. Yeah, so like like I've got like uh, a lot of normie friends on Facebook and I've actually seen some people complain about some of the protesters being armed. Yeah, and I've it, seen that as well. And it, it's just like, why? I mean, like, like what has happened? You know, have you heard any, anything bad happening as a consequence of these people being armed? Well, the far left does not like armed people at their at their things. Um, I, I once went to this uh, Easter. It was a Good Friday program by this called uh, Brandywine Peace Group out in Pennsylvania far left like old left old like radical left and they do this thing every uh, uh good friday where they get arrested at uh lockheed martin okay and they do a they sort of connect the story of of jesus to uh nuclear weapons and and they and they get arrested so my friend oh, yeah. fernando came and um he was concealed carry but at one point, the cops, like, like I guess it, like his shirt came up a little bit and they saw he was carrying and they pulled him aside, okay, during the program, okay? During the program, before the arrest, they pull him aside 
and um and they're interviewing him or whatever and i'm paying attention to him and filming and stuff while the program goes on finally the cops were satisfied but after the protest people are like could you believe somebody brought a gun oh my god oh no you know this is a nonviolent protest meanwhile fernando's the guy that would have like defended everybody in that group if some whack job had showed up or if some shit had gone down and somebody got hurt, he's trained in first aid. He's, he's a volunteer fireman. He's got the equipment. He's got the training and he's the kind of just like super human being that's like, you know, and, um, and when I heard that, I said, Hey, don't, no, don't worry. That's my friend, Fernando. He's completely peaceful. And, um, what's the thing. There's this association. Fernando with... So, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. There's a, there's an association with, just being armed and 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 being violent but that's uh that they, it doesn't follow i mean in fact it could be it could be nonviolent in that it actually prevents violence from others well and and ironically um this was an event where the police are in full force and they end and up carrying all- off <laughs> like three senior citizens in their paddy wagon okay right. all right but those armed people aren't the problem they just actually carried off three of their members, okay? But my friend who's standing there in case some serious shit goes down um, and basically just showed up to support them, he goes, and he actually thought, he goes, I'm sorry, I thought this was, a, this was an, open, uh, uh, an open peace demonstration, right? Like totally threw it back in their face, you know, like in, a, in the most polite, nicest way. But um, but that was my education in how the left really responds to this. So when I when they're seeing the boogaloo, these guys are probably terrified. They're terrified. They don't know what you know. So they'd rather see their friends arrested by police that they trust and call it civil disobedience than actually discourage the police from from kidnapping. So that's yeah. But see, to me, I I think they just they want they want the virtue signal points. <clears throat> They want, they want to be able to show everyone, yeah, I got shot with pepper. I got pepper sprayed. I got maced. I got beat by the cops. And, like, they like exchanging those stories as some type of, of value, of, you know, and some type of one-up, you know, each other and just be like, this is what I've given. They, everyone thinks they're marching in Selma in the 1960s. Like, so, that, so I, I think there's an element, small element, that people actually enjoy the fact that they get beaten down because it's something they can just go ahead and say what happened to them. I mean, I'm seeing it so fucking much. These people posting pictures of like the bruises they have on them and the welts they have from getting shot with pepper balls and just saying like, this is what I got last night. What did you guys get? Like that type of attitude. People saying stuff just really? like that. Yes, I've wow. seen that. I've seen that a bunch of times in a few different groups I'm in. And I'm like, what, like, what kind of stupid, like that's what you want to show from it? And granted, I mean, the, most of the people I saw doing it were a bunch of white people, so. It's the typical leftist white savior complex they have. That's racist. Which is, right. I, <laughs> That's I'm just, racist, I, Phil. Right. And I'm like, people are so, because they, because if they go and they show up with guns and they don't do anything, then they get to say, what, what did we accomplish? We, because I mean, pretty much protesting doesn't really do anything. They, they, they like creating action. They like creating the, the pictures, the burning, the stuff with the, you know, burning cars in the background. They love the imagery of the whole thing. And if they have to keep recreating that, in order to feel like we did something as opposed to just showing up to a protest with a gun and cops standing back and not doing anything. And then what does that accomplish? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? They don't like guns that, so they don't, they, you know, like they don't like guns to begin with. So they don't want to be seen with that. It's like, 
it's like the problem I'm having with a lot of these protesters and a lot of like BLM, the organization itself, or like the loose organization is like, they don't want solutions. They just want to be angry and they just want to yell and like, that's they don't true. want solutions. And that's what, that's what's really fucking pissing me off. To some people, not everybody though. I think no, a lot that's of what people, I said, not everyone. A lot yeah, of people right, are right. sincerely like saying like, how can we rein in police? And I, I've had, in fact, even my mom, okay, who's traditionally Republican, you know, conservative for her whole life, she's like, I'd like to go to one of those protests, okay? Now, meanwhile, she, I mean, she physically can't, but um, she is sympathetic. She's sympathetic to the cause. And to me, that signals like, that's not just my libertarian friends telling me they're sympathetic. This is somebody that normally wouldn't even be aware you know, or have heard stories from me, but it's always kind of like, well, that's that crazy gym stuff, you know, like <laughs> that just been trying to warn me, but I didn't really believe it. But I'm now they see it on TV. So, yeah, I mean, how I think, can you not be sympathetic to a guy be dying on a video with a cop with a little, with his little knee on, his, on your neck? You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, we always talk about the boot on your neck and like he's like literally has his leg on his person's neck. You see this person die gasping for air, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, everyone sympathizes. I mean, how can you not? Yeah, like, back- you have to just do so much mental gymnastics to not, not be like, wow, that was tragic. You have to be like, oh, well, he was, he robbed this one woman and he did this and he did that. Like that bullshit we were talking about before. Like, dude, fuck off. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's. There's not a reason, that's not justification for him to be dead. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, so every, all the normies can sympathize with this. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying, James, it seems like this time around, there's a lot more concrete demands coming out of this. Whereas in the past, you know, with Freddie Gray and like, especially with like Occupy Wall Street, it was just, there was nothing like reasonable coming out of it as far as like, you know, ways to actually rein in police violence is just like police bad, you know, black people good or, you know, having money bad, Wall Street bad. It's like, okay. It's a little different this time, you think? I do. Yeah. I mean, I hear, I hear. What are some of the demands that you've been hearing? I've heard, I've heard demands for defunding the police, um, which, which is actually, we've seen promises. I mean, we'll see if that shit actually happens that there, but there have been some promises from various cities um saying that minneapolis minneapolis just said that they in a non news article that just came up right right as we went live it said that they have now a new non-veto suggestion from their city council whatever to defund the police department right and it looks like it's gonna pass well let's see let's see it happen yeah we'll see it happen I'm just saying that there are demands out there like you know unqualified you know ending unqualified immunity or sorry, qualified immunity for right. police officers. And, you know, Amash, you know, as much as we talk yeah, shit yeah, on him, exactly, he actually yeah. put in the uh, the bill for that. Um, that's a, I think that's a good thing, even if it's still one of the branches. You know, like, we got so many branches need hacking on. Go ahead and hack some of those. Um, and that's, yeah, that's definitely, right. you point. know, a big one. But, um, yeah. you know, I also saw a demand for... Um, allowing the redistribution of goods from these stores okay and uh what was another one um you know everybody puts everybody puts their own like communist spin on whatever (laughs) 
Well, I mean, but, after what happened I mean, in Ferguson, I mean, it was literally like one of the main things that Black Lives Matter came out as an, I guess, as an organization they endorsed. They said like one of the main tenets they said we need more black police officers. Like wrong. Like, what is that doing? No, like, no, what that's is not that doing. You know, yeah, there's so much off target. Um, I want to hear from Kelly. Kelly, what do you think would be the, the demands that they should be making to really make me? I would say that it comes down to profit. So I don't know if I'm, am I, am I clear? I can't tell because it says that I have low bandwidth. No, you're um, fine. Yeah, you're clear. You're okay. sound, you sound good. Yeah, you sound great. Okay. So, I mean, it does come down to profit. I think that if, there, if, you're, in, and if you're investing in a police force whose sole purpose is more to generate revenue than it is to fight crime or solve mm -hmm. crime, as evidenced by the fact that there are thousands of rape kits sitting there uninvestigated while they're raking in revenue from paltry infractions, right, and building their careers on the backs of these people who can't afford to pay those fines and surcharges, then you're never going to truly dissolve your police state because the police state is funding all these other projects. I mean, between asset forfeiture, um, you know, these routine traffic stops that end up going from a $100 ticket to what gets inflated to an eight to $900 ticket because of all the surcharges and fees that go along with it. When, and then the court fees and then having, and then no matter what, it's a black hole, it's an economic black hole. I take a day off of work to go into court. I have to pay somebody to fight my ticket, all that shit. So if you don't get rid of that, because they're all part and parcel, like they're not like separate things, you know? And I think that's, that's one of the problems that people aren't seeing is that there is a huge picture here where money's involved. The same reason why we're not pulling people out of Afghanistan is the same reason why we're not defunding the police because we need to be the world police to guard the freaking poppy fields and, you know, and foment these, these types of regimes and whatnot to make our money because there's certain people that need to make money. And the same is right. true here, where in the, domestically, you have cops who are generating revenue and making up for tax dollars that politicians don't have the balls to ask for. You know, I'm not going to raise taxes, you know, 1% or 2% to pay for my little projects. But instead, what I'll do is I'll just have road pirates go out there and extort the fuck out of everybody <laughs> and get the money that way. And they do. And it is. And so, and, that, and they always escalate, right? So the one time New York decided, the police department said, you know, in protest, believe it or not, we're not going to do the broken window thing. We're not going to do the paltry pullover and the proactive policing. We're just going to back off and only answer major calls. Crime goes down, but so did revenue. And that was a wake-up call to the mayor and the governor saying, oh, no, 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 go back to your proactive policing. We need the money, you know, and they don't want to give it up. So what, when I'm looking at reform, what I want to see is the profit incentive taken away because the profit incentive unto itself is not a bad thing. Obviously, it's the, it's the, it's the engine, the, the engine of, of the free market. The problem is when it's centrally planned and government monopolized, then you have issues, right? And, and this is I think you hit the, head, the nail on the head right there, the monopoly yep. nature. And right. I, I don't really see anybody talking about the monopoly problem in, in all of this right. police problem. And I'd love right. to I'd love to see that enter the conversation because well, what kind of service do you expect from a monopoly? Good service? No, nobody ex nobody expects a monopoly to, to offer a quality product. Right. So we need to sort of and to me, that is the root of this police problem. It's because you can't fire them. You can't stop right. using their service. 
You can't go with a different service provider. And as all this shit goes down and it's people are waking up, but I'm fortunately, I'm not, you know, instead I'm seeing more of the same police reform bullshit we've seen for a generation. Civilian review boards, better training, more black officers, uh, cameras, uh, you know, we're going to reduce the, their, their, the, now the defunding I'm very interested in because I would consider that something that we can measure and right. something we could pay attention to. If we can look next year and see that total police expenditures are lower, then it's good. We might see them increased and increased substantially by the time this is, by the time this is done, because as we're seeing, you know, well, they're, they're rolling the army through the streets now, right? Like what's the, what's the cost of policing a police state under martial law going to cost? And these guys will go and say, well, we need our money because of our, because of the crisis. Who's, who's, which politician will deny them? Well, I, you know, I, I think another thing, uh, like another effect of, of the looting is that, you know, like a lot of people are concerned that a lot of businesses have been destroyed right now. Right. I mean, as am I, I'm, I'm sure everybody here is concerned about that. But, um, you know, as you have all these businesses, um, like, uh, you know, the, the people start to talk about, well, how can we stop this from happening? So, you know, that, that is kind of a fear of mine that, you know, they'll throw more money at the cops after the, after the looting. Right. So it could actually have the reverse effect of what it was intended to do. Right. Yeah. Well, I've heard people say like, wait a minute, you want to defund police? Well, that might not, then we might not be able to afford the new training that they're going to need to not be murderous, racist bastards. Like, <laughs> right. What? I feel like if I have to train you out of your sociopathy, you probably shouldn't be hired in the first place. Like maybe we do that. I don't know. Yeah, and the guy that, and the guy that was hiring those people, he has to go too. Right? Yeah. Your hiring manager is a bit broken as well. <laughs> and his boss and his boss. And like, we got to just, it's, it's all got to go. You know, I think part of breaking the illusion um, or part of getting to getting towards this idea of not having a monopolization on policing or whatever is breaking the illusion that the police actually provide a defense service because they don't. They they are, are they are not constitutionally obligated to protect property life or anything. They are obligated by, you know, their employer to you know, prosecute crime, arrest criminals, uh, and and most of all, to enforce laws. So, you know, explaining that to people and and showing them, you know, look, yeah, I mean, if you call the cops and there's someone breaking into your house, they might come probably going to be like a half hour, 45 minutes before they even show up. And, you know, they're not going to be your first line of defense. And they might um, shoot your dog. And they might kill you instead. They might <laughs> yeah. shoot you. But they might go into the wrong house and murder, you know, someone's, uh, right. someone's wife. Um, so, yeah. you know, the more you show them that, the more they realize, well, it's not so crazy of an idea to not have the police, but to actually have that service provided or the alleged service provided by actual companies, which it's already happening, but it's just not in the same, you know, it's not at your house. It's at the movie theater. It's at the mall. It's at, you know, it still seems like an alien concept to people that I've talked to about, like, about, like, what about free market police? And they look at me like, like, I've got two heads. Yeah. Like they have. Because no that's like, it's, it's so weird that this is like the, 
one of the farthest, like in anarcho-capitalism, like this is like one of the farthest reaching things that people have problems with. Like, what would you do for police? Like, but now it's like, that's like the forefront of an issue right now. Like, so it's weird, like injecting the most radical point you have into the narrative that's going along in the media. So I think it's funny, like having, we're actually having a chance to like, <gasps> like, oh, like, like there's that meme where that kid's like, his like his neck veins popping out and he's sitting in class, like, he's, like waiting, itching to <laughs> yeah. finally tell everyone about the private policing. Like that's how we are right now. And it, it's funny, like we actually get to talk to people about that. And I mean, it's going to fall on deaf ears. I mean, I guarantee you in the next month or so, so one little thing is going to change, one little law will pass and everyone will tease everyone and it'll just go back to the cycle. Something else is going to happen like this. Don't get too look at the, caught look at the up way the civil, right the, the civil rights movement of the sixties was, was dispersed by now you can vote better yeah you know, like, <laughs> way to go guys you know, like you know <laughs> that's really that's all you got like jesus you know right it's so embarrassing it's so true i mean it's what do you what now it's like what what i just i don't like it you know what i mean that's the like we going back to what i was saying before the one argument you hear is like well we need police to protect us and then the one time we need the police to protect us from this rioting and looting, they stand down. So, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, what are we paying for? Like, what you? Well, what about that dude that stood down at the at the school shooting, right? Yeah, right. they yeah. like, yeah. like he'd be hid behind a rock the whole time. <laughs> Thanks for protecting and serving. And you're and hired back. back by still the way. Say, but people back. still use that as an excuse crazy person and i need violence i need to have this guy that i can send in there and he's got a blue you know uniform and a badge completely unaware of every time a cop is needed they're they're rarely of any use and and frequently exacerbate the problem or add an element of unstable violence to to a already difficult situation think about the poor people that are that do the welfare check on their relative how many mm -hmm. times did the story about the the autistic man murdered mm -hmm. or the deaf kid start with well we the the somebody in somebody concerned called the police to check on them i heard some stat that might be completely made up but it was something like 30 <laughs> or 40 i mean who knows man but it was like a large percentage <laughs> of police <laughs> police uh police police yeah police casualties um occurred to people who were disabled so something it was something high like 40 percent 30 percent 35 whatever it was a very high number um you know so that could include you know these welfare checks it could include any, any sort of sort of mental dis well, they uh, are they are brutal they are brutal yeah. to street people and the, yeah. the homeless they the homeless are, yeah would you see the picture of the homeless guy that had his eye like shot out over the weekend yeah. 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 And you know what? And but that happens a hundred times every day and there's no camera and there's no protest and there's nothing right. going on. These guys right. are just basically meat to be abused. And if they don't get to beat up them, they're gonna go home and beat up their wives and kids. Right. right. Those are their punching bags. We'll do that anyway. Yeah. We'll yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need yeah. a reason. But yeah. New Mexico. Remember they were like just like shooting hobos for the hell of it, it seemed like for uh, I mean was that before or after the cavity searches, the indiscriminate cavity searches? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Probably before, during, and after. Yeah, no, no shit. They were, I mean, this is, the, this is the shit they get away with if you have a powerful union protecting your job, right? And you have, and then if you can get past the union and actually get prosecuted, you still have the immunity. 
you know, then it's like, I don't understand how they're ever going to be held accountable for anything. You Street know? justice. That's really all they have left. If these, these cops should be lucky if they get convicted in an actual court of law and get some kind of 10 year sentence or whatever, that might mm-hmm. suck for them. But you know what? Every time one of these guys goes free, you know, I, I feel like they they really need to uh, fear for their, their lives wherever they go, wherever they turn. There should be somebody there. There should be people showing up at their church, passing out flyers. They should be their lives should be so fucking miserable that they can, that they wish they were in jail. Mm. And if you know and if somebody wanted to uh, to take out, you know, I'm not for like, you know, taking them out necessarily unless they're a threat to others. But uh you certainly need to need to understand that there's going to be a consequence for their actions. And when the justice system is is non-functional, then um, then it falls to then it falls to others to you know to stop that behavior. It, um, did you guys see that like seventy-five uh, year old man who was like knocked over and I think blood was coming out of his ear? Could you be more specific? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah and, that was uh, uh, that was horrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Pretty most horrifying part of that, though, was the fact that the cops just kept walking by. Yeah. Well, yeah, like one cop stopped and then the other cop like said, no, you know, keep going. Yeah. And then, yeah. like apparently those two cops ended up getting in trouble. And then I think I heard like 52 cops resigned from that precinct. They, well, they, well, they resigned from, the from that force. team. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. they're, still, they're still cops getting their full pay, whatever, oh, yeah. as far as I know. That's right. There's like, fine, we won't beat up on protesters anymore for you. Next, yeah, if you want protesters beat up, call a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot. I see a lot of people giving them shit for it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I mean, they're not going to be doing that anymore. Like, isn't that kind of what we want? We kind of want cops turning on their back on bullshit politicians telling them to do stupid shit. Like, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we kind of praise that in a sense? Like, yeah, yeah, but that's not I, their I motivation. The their motivation know, was we're mad about. The fact that these two are yeah, being disciplined can't. for nearly murdering a seventy-five-year-old man. Exactly. I Let's know. close like, the ranks in solidarity for yeah. So it's monstrous like, behavior. So it's like the more they get crucified in the public, you know, the public eye for doing the shit that they're doing, and and the more they, well, we're not going to help you then. Like, okay, cool. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time, then, man. Like, <laughs> but, but meanwhile, know? they're going to park a pallet of bricks outside your your build your your business if you if they feel <laughs> that you don't you're not you know respecting them enough. So, right. So uh, it, it's just it sucks, man. It's like, it's like where do you like? It, it just it's so annoying. It's like this should be like especially the Libertarian Party. Like this should be they should be out there every day putting out messages like. That we've been since 1971. We've been, you know, we've had ascertainable ideas of how to fix some of these problems and yeah, for like, decades, right. long before so Black Lives Matter, long right. before, long before you guys even considered legalizing weed. It was exactly. us that were, were telling you that we need to legalize all drugs because this drug war is destroying our, us. Right. That was decades ago. Okay. In the nineties, it was considered super radical to say tax and regulate. That was the cutting edge. Tax and regulate. Right. Like now you're like, well, that's like the democratic party platform, right? Like it's so mainstream, but uh, yeah, yeah. That Overton window shifted a long time ago. And it's just like, why is it so like we have the solutions libertarians, like we have the solutions 
for the majority of these problems and just no one's willing to hear us because and so that's why it's like that tells me you just want to be angry. either you're just you're not you're you're not paying attention or you just want to be angry like instead of having actual solutions what but they say well you're not voting enough so that's so you have no solutions meanwhile i'm supporting my black marketeers i'm supporting jury nullification uh you know i'm telling people to ignore the police fuck the police discredit their their air of authority like i mean i feel that like that's what we really need to do people need to come away with this going looking at police and saying who the fuck are those scumbags driving around my neighborhood, pulling over my neighbors, beating up, you know, community members and, and can, and just, just, just stop, stop accepting it. Stop begging for it. Stop putting the goddamn signs in your yard that say, I support the police. What the fuck? I, I, I don't see much of those right now, but I've seen oh, I, my neighbor, my, my neighbor, well, he's got the one that says, you know, like, uh, honor the troops support the troops he's like a stump in his yard he drilled a sign in and made a sign that said support the troops uh, and it, like i see that all throughout what my does life that even mean what is it what do you think he means by that I, 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 who knows like honor me because i'm a veteran or i know someone who's a veteran like, i don't know i don't i have no clue some people it means fight more wars to some people it means fund the va i don't know what it yeah, means yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's not specific. And back to blue, it's, a, it's the same bullshit, but even, I guess that's a little bit more specific. But it's it's annoying how, like, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying about we should be doing all that, but they, they don't really care because they still have a base that's going to the, the voting booth and checking D's and R's, you know what I mean? I, I think we should do everything you just said, Jim, but they can also go to the ballot box and vote L, you know what I mean? Because that, you know, that'll show them on paper. That'll show them right there on paper. Like, hey, you have people acknowledging this as well. Because that's what they're looking. They don't care. They don't care because they're like, okay, cool. If I find someone who's, who's going beyond the, you know, the reach of the law or like, doing something that's unlawful, cool. That's just a guy for us to arrest. It's more justification for more funds, federal funds from my department. So cool. That's why they love the drug war. So it's like you do all of that things too, which is, I mean, it works. I think a full encompassing range of attack on the system but I think also if you go to the ballot box and vote, you know, vote libertarian, I mean, that's, that'll, that'll show them right there. Well, it's not the I worst thing you can do, do but I don't know. I think it, at best it sends a, mix, a mixed message. It's, you know, yes, it says you support a libertarian candidate. However, the Libertarian Party candidate supports what she says is the party platform that includes a monopoly police force. Okay. So she's not over the target. Okay, they're not over the target. The vote for her is not a vote for 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 demonopolizing. Okay, it's not over the target. It's not bad. It's it's harmless, but it also says I support electoral politics. I'm consenting to this to this game. I'm playing the game, and I'm going to try to use the game to get my will imposed. And you know, it's not really. But it's Whatever. not. It's not your. If your will is less if force on people, leave people like, alone. Yeah, more exactly. freedom. I mean, well, I guess it's sort of you negative. Will. Vote, you don't need to vote to cast that vote. You can stay home and say, "I don't fucking support this bullshit." Look how many people don't vote right now. Look how many people don't vote. Most, most of states, us. Yeah, most of exactly. us. Yeah, I mean, they don't care. They do whatever they want. 
Well, yeah, and and I think the, time, problem with, the problem with not voting in my mind is that all too often it gets confused as apathy. And then when you just go and you make a little bit of an effort to cast a vote for the Libertarian Party when you can, um, at, at least it, it shows that you're willing to go out and you're, you're able to present a clear message of dissent. A clear message of not you. Not your, I, not your fucking Joe Bidens, not your Donald yeah, Trumps. Who's, not receiving, you. who's receiving that message? Well, I think I think it it has to do it has a lot to do with the fact that you know while we're focusing on like the end action of what we, what would be need if people could do this, I think the thing is is that the mindset is completely broken behind it, right? So the the mindset is that my rights have been demoted to privileges. You know, I'm uh-huh. I'm so grateful that I that I can make it to trial and that my Fourth Amendment right is still there preserved and I might make it to a courtroom. Who knows how I'm going to get treated there, but at least I'm not dead. And this is what, and this is how we're treating rights now is that we're talking about them in terms of privileges, as opposed to inalienable, they're revocable. And because we treat them that way, they can get on the chopping block in any legislative office or room and disappear, right? Somebody can vote away your right because I can treat it like a privilege rather than as a right. And this, this is, I think, a fundamental problem in the, you know, in, the, in addressing these types of social issues is people don't understand the difference between a right and a privilege and they use them interchangeably. And then the government pounces on that opportunity and says, okay, then your right to own a gun is negotiable. I'll start chipping away at it in this, t- you know, in fractions of a degree. Next now your you right know, to even run your industry is a privilege. Correct. So now everything is a privilege. Having a business is a privilege. It's done by permission, right? You have you leaving your house is a privilege. Correct. Yep. Right. So we've we've allowed it to regress to this point, and so now people will go and vote, and they're begging for them back, and then they feel like it's a win. It's like no, it's not a win. You are losing. (laughs) You're losing. In the end, you lose. So I don't know. I think like there there needs to be some sort of conversation that 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 goes before the vote that says get your head straight on what rights are and understand that that can't be negotiable regardless of what the legislation says, you know? I guess in theory, in theory though, isn't that like the, what the constitution is supposed to do, right? It's unfit to exist. Come on. Uh, here, there we go. Background pattern. There you go. No, no, no. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Profit spooner. Yeah. Um, what, come on. Well, yeah, but I mean, at, at the same time, I mean, you can still use the Constitution to, uh, you Tax know, to, like, well, like to, to get your rights, you know? No, I, you can use it just to yell at them and be like, hey, listen, the government's so fucked up that they're not even, they're not even following their stupid rules that, that grant them this power. Yeah. But they're not even following their, right. their rules. It's, like, that's, you know the, I mean? that's the extent of the look, use, Phil, is to say, yeah. look, this is their rule book. What, we agree with it or not, I don't care. But let's, you know, judge yeah, them by their rules. If I want to talk to, a, if I want to judge a Christian, I might bring out the Bible and say, yeah, well, the Christian well, principles. If I want to even judge. Even Spooner uh, did that. Yeah. Even, even Spooner did yeah. that. He wrote the unconstitutionality of slavery, right? Oh. And, you know, he didn't believe in the Constitution, but, you know, he made the argument that if you, if you just, like, read about the United States and you read the founding documents, you would just assume that this country would not allow slavery, you know? So, right. Well, because it wasn't what slavery wasn't enumerated and specifically authorized. So, yeah, he started out making an, a constitutional argument against slavery. But I think as he developed, he became he realized that, you know, he he 
that's when he got into the no treason stuff, uh, where he really just laid it out and just destroyed that, that argument, you know, the argument for, um, you know, for, for, as a constitutionalist, I think he really just kept going and going and going until he just destroyed it. Oh, well, I mean, even Ron Paul used the constitution plenty. Yeah. Use it as an example, but you know, we all know the people that are like, well, it's constitutional. So I love it. No, 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 no. You know, the power to tax is constitutional. That sucks. The power, the constitution awards the government, the power to judge itself through the, through its, you know, Ooh, Ooh, separated powers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it contradicts itself, right? It, it, over time, time, if you look at it, it's literally contradicting itself and negating itself with its own amendments. So there's a point where people, when people say, let's get back to the constitution, it's like, okay, which version? Because if you're talking about the version that we started with, the Articles of Confederation, I'm listening, right? If you're talking about every other amendment after that, where we have to start stipulating and itemizing everything because otherwise it's fair play, then I start to get a little bit leery about where you're going with it. And so, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because half the time, I think there's like, you know how everyone says like, for like liberals and leftists, like the word democracy just means good. And I think there's also <laughs> the same term for conservatives and stuff like that. They hear the word constitutional. And they're like, oh, that just means good. Constitutional. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Well, they That's also true. just believe in that it is this sort of binding document that. Holy. Yeah, this holy binding document that. Even if it is flawed, you know, well, then you've just got to amend it. You've just got to make it, you've got to make it whole again. You know? Right. And it's a great document. It just hasn't been followed. It's, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's not the document's fault. Right. 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 And just like we need the right people in office, right? That, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. that, that kind of faith driven <laughs> governing where it's like if we just vote harder or if we just pray harder, you know, if we just sing our songs louder, you know, <laughs> our allegiance was stronger. If it's, and it's like, it's they're, they're in a cycle of kind of like victim blaming themselves, you know, like it all happened because I voted wrong. I should have voted better. You know, <laughs> it's just like, don't beat yourself too hard. I mean, your choices were shit. Right. Remember, people are conditioned to believe that they are the government. They've been taught right. for 12 plus years in government school often huh? that you are the government. We the people, blah, 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 blah. So when they, if you criticize the government, they're taking it personally. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that's me. I am the government. Like you, what do you mean? So what are they protesting what themselves when they're out there in the streets? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, stop hitting yourself. Like the, stop hitting the, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop hitting yourself. Yeah, I mean, if you were in control of the government, if you had as much say over the government as you thought you did, would you have to be in the streets like multiple times a year, just just asking for basic humanity? <laughs> that right. doesn't sound right. like. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like you are the. You know, you are but the it, government or the government. But it you. still deflects criticism so many times. And we mm -hmm. still, to this day, you hear people every day use the we pronoun to refer to the U.S. government actions. I still do it. I yeah, do it I mean, it's, and I correct myself. Yeah, I, I, I still do it occasionally. So, it's so deeply ingrained yeah. into, the, into sort of the social programming yep. that it really, take, it really takes a little while to, to just get out of that collectivist mindset. Uh, but language, you know, our language defines our thoughts and clear language, you know, is required to, you know, to, to express thoughts clearly. So mm -hmm. a lot of times people think I'm a ball buster when I say we, who's this we you're talking about? We, no, I didn't 
invade Normandy? No, I didn't. <laughs> right. Like, you know, or, or, or my congressman. Oh, well, my congressman did this. Like, what? Who was it? Somebody said the other day, I don't know who it was, but I asked him like, well, how much did you pay for your congressman? Yeah, that was on oh, the, yeah. that was on the show. I forget who that yeah, was. I think it was David Gay. I think that's what it was. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, and he should know better, right? Like, yeah. well, we that's just know better. But it's just, it slips into our. It's like it's it, you said it's ingrained in us, and we have to do everything we're gonna fight it. Just simple things of just a wordplay. Like that's yeah. how much the state has gotten to us, and even we're the woke ones, right? Like we're the ones who we're the exactly. red pills, and we still yeah. you know talk like a bunch of idiots sometimes, like that. It's, it sucks. I mean, not you know, I found out that once, idiot, once you start referring to the government as a them and a they, them, those, and it's not an us, it's a them. Right. right? right. Like it's suddenly things are a lot more clear when they do stuff. They're like, why are they doing stuff to hurt us? Because it's not us. It's a them. Oh, okay. Suddenly, like you can start addressing the cognitive dissonance about why the government is so damaging to the people that it's supposedly representing. Right. And also you can, I think people actually internalize that. And so they feel bad. They feel bad for what the U.S. government is doing because they feel like it's them doing it. You know, so they have like shame for like on themselves based on. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that, but it's like, you know, like, oh, like we're just we're so bad in this country. We're just so bad. We're, We're going around the world and we're killing people. And it's like. I mean, you're right, like the government's killing people, but you're not the government. You're not doing that. And if you take a stand against it, even if it's just saying, I disagree with this, I mean, you're not responsible for it. You know, you're, it's not your fault that you have to, that, you know, they come around with guns and collect taxes from you. You know, that's not your fault. Um, but see, but this goes in this, the, the direct contrast of what we're talking about before about, about collectivist uh, responsibility for shit, like societal responsibility. Like, it's it's our fault like in, the, in like the leftist mind it's like it's your fault it's your fault as a white person it's your fault as an american it's your fault as a man it's your fault as a woman right like, that type of shit and it, it, it goes direct so that's why they, they don't like that attitude they like us when we say we and us like when we what they're doing because yeah. it excuses that and that's why the, like you like right now i have some type of like you talk to anyone from like black lives matter group or anything like that like I have some type of guilt for these cops putting their knees on people's necks when I've never done that before in my life, nor have I supported it yeah. or condoned it. Yeah, I mean, before. if you had a blue, if you had like a blue Lives Matter flag outside your house or whatever, then I could say that you're that you're that you're you have a degree yeah. of culpability in it because you're supporting it. You know, even if you weren't like literally sitting on the guy's neck yourself, but you know, if you're an anarchist and you and you are consistently saying you know fuck the police and you know fuck what they're doing to people i I don't think you need to feel bad for it well i think we might still have a level of responsibility uh if because we're paying taxes that we we maybe should be trying harder not to pay um like for instance what if you like went into the into the gas station and you left a loaded 45 revolver on the seat of your convertible right and somebody stole it and committed a crime, right? You'd say, well, I didn't steal it. Like, they stole it, right? But at a certain point, you kind of let them steal it. You kind of enabled it. You didn't take the proper precautions to keep them from stealing it, and they hurt somebody with it. I'm not saying you're a murderer, but there's some kind of, at some point, there's a little bit of level of, 
Yeah, I mean, ideally, um, you'd want to do as much as you can, you know. So, I mean, like, what do you are you saying? Somebody should be held liable for that if somebody steals the revolver off their seat and they leave their car door unlocked. I just feel like there's a level of there is a level of responsibility if you carelessly allow your resources <laughs> to be used to harm someone else. I, I I'm not really sure how to apply that consistently, but I still feel I personally feel guilty for every tax that I pay um, for, you know, because it's easier to say, well, you know what? They're not going to, they're not going to kick my door in if I just pay this. Okay. Well, guess what? They're going to take that money and hurt somebody. Kind of both. Right. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, everything's garnished. Everything is taken at to, for me at the point of sale. I can't get anything yeah. from a store without paying it. You know, I can't get gas without paying it. I can't have my job without filling out a right. nine nine. Well, mean, there's a let's just say it's, <laughs> there's a lot of inconveniences that go with not paying taxes that I accept because I, I do all of those things too. Mm-hmm. However, you don't have to pay sales tax. You don't have any measures and not do those things. I'm not saying somebody's should or you know for should feel bad if they don't, but. We all have a range of, of, of sort of a tipping point where we'll, I'll do that. Like, but it, like, for instance, in my business, I won't send anybody a W-9 ever or, you know, whatever their W-2 form or I'm not going to mm-hmm. report any of my uh, vendors to the IRS and report that I paid them anything. Okay. Right. Like that's just one of my just small lines in the sand. And I do everything I can to minimize my tax burden and I'll go to a lot of lengths, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be a hermit in the woods right. doing right. business. I have right. like, I have, so, but it's my choice, right? right? That's a choice and a compromise. And, um, I don't know. I don't really have a point, but just knowing that there's a contingent <laughs> where, well, I mean, that's the thing about being a purist, right? Is that, I mean, there comes a point where it's like, do, do I stop living for this? I mean, do, do I stop? I mean, when it says no, you know, never cop a plea right? Never take a plea. Okay. In, in theory, that would fuck up the system. You know, that would be a huge fucking wad in the system and, and congest it. But how many people can actually afford to do that when you have kids I took at home? A plea. I took a plea because yeah, no, I, I had it. kids at home and I, get and I it. couldn't afford the risk. And That's I get right. it too. I never yeah, would tell so, somebody I mean, to it. never take a plea, but I'd say, yeah. Consider not taking a plea. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least think about it. So I guess, it. yeah, I guess what you're saying is there is a degree. We do have a maybe even minimal degree of culpability in, you know, theoretically, technically speaking. But my, my whole point is just like if you, I guess my original point was just people have to stop thinking of themselves as the U.S. government. And <laughs> and when the U.S. government does fucked up shit, we need to call it on its bullshit and not like be like, well, then I'm just like, then I'm insulting myself, you know, I mean, fuck that. Like, go after, you know, call them on the shit, call the fucking cops out, call the politicians out. Like, don't worry about yeah, it's your. Not you. you know, just yeah, first it's not you. recognize that you don't control that. That's right. not you. You didn't vote for it. You didn't you didn't hire those people you didn't pass those laws you really didn't do anything except maybe they shook you down to pay for it right exactly and you're not changing it right i mean like that i can't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rehabilitate 
a psychopath and a pedophile, right? I'm not rehabilitating them and any more than I'm rehabilitating the government. Like right. I've put that out of my fucking head where I'm thinking, you know, I ha- because, you know I'm going to take responsibility for what the government does because I'm the government and that means I can also change it. No, I, none of that. I'm not responsible for what the government does. I'm not responsible for their agents. They're responsible for themselves. They're fucking criminals. So now I have to somehow, I mean, how am I going to convince a person to stop being a thief when they're, it's a multi-billion dollar industry to police and it's a sure thing, a protected fucking crime. How am I going to convince them that you should just put, you should just put that all, all down? It's like, not. I'm not convincing them of that. And so the way in which a free person has to go about living, to your point, James, is that you just have to start navigating around it where the government is no longer relevant to you, right? Like it has to be- As much as you can. Wherever your personal limit is, push it, push it further, develop it. You know, I I just, I kind of have just finally said, you know what, I'm not going to die a slave. Right. And, and and if that's if that's the best I can do is to is to not die a slave. Okay, well that's at least that's a line in the sand. Like, but right. uh, maybe I can stop being a slave sooner than that. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> Life goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think I think that's, that's probably a, like all the time we have here. Um, so this podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom Podcasts, hosted by Moral Bob. Um, we also have uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians. If you, if you want to gain access to the After Hours program, hit us up over there. We also have t-shirts at libertariancountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. Until next time, live free or die. Absolutely!